Hey, y'all, and welcome to the Whoa, What Word podcast by She Wears Worth. I am your host, Courtney Reimer. This is a place where we talk about all things as it relates to your worth and value and where it comes from. Our hope is to give you glimpses of God's goodness, to challenge your worldly views, to share personal stories, and to dig into what the Word has to say about it. Now, this season is going to look a little bit different than our first two because it is primarily going to consist of pre-recorded talks from our first She Wears Worth conference. With our next conference coming up April 19th and 20th in Winnipeg, Manitoba, I wanted to make time and share all of the powerful, practical, and encouraging things we learned from our incredible speakers last year. On this week's episode, we get to hear from my dear friend, Catherine Healy. She is a certified national counselor, a lover of good dance parties, and on fire for Christ. This girl is amazing. I first had the opportunity to chat with Catherine on this podcast in our first season, episode eight. I'll link it in the show notes. And today we get to hear Catherine's talk about what it looks like to be in a godly relationship, what godly relationships can do for our lives, and how we can feel fully known and fully loved while in relationship. So my name is Catherine, and I am so excited to be here with you today. I'm a counselor, and I'm coming in from Nashville, Tennessee, so it's actually my first time in Canada ever. Yeah, thank you. It's really fun. So a few things about Canada first. One, you are some of the friendliest people that I have ever met in my life. So the stereotypes are true. Thank you for being so welcoming. A second thing is you're so brave because it is freezing. And I know for you, this is fine, but I'm like shaking of being cold. So you're friendly, you're brave. And a third thing that I just learned is that you guys drive so far to get anywhere. It is mind blowing. So I'm just curious, who drove, just a show of hands, over 30 minutes to be here this week? (laughs) Shut up. Okay, so everybody, literally. Okay, what about over an hour? Okay. Does anyone live here? Yes. Okay. What about over two hours? Okay. The brave few. Anyone over two and a half? Okay. Y'all what? I'm assuming, is there anyone further than that? Okay. Well, we've all traveled far to be here then. Um, Thank you for having me. As I said, my name is Catherine. I'm a counselor. And today we're going to be talking on relationships. And as a counselor, it is pretty much my job to be in relationships with people for a living. So I'm so passionate about it because I've just seen how people have been so hurt through relationships and also people have been so healed through relationships. And that's why I just want to share the hope with you all of what godly relationships can do, excuse me, what they can do for our lives. So just a little bit of background of how I got here in the first place to the She Wears Worth conference all the way from Nashville. And it's a story that really tells so much about the goodness of God and his relationship. So I just wanted to make sure I was able to share it. So in 2017, I had recently graduated from university and I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I knew that I loved people, I loved God, and I loved traveling. But other than that, nothing. Oh, and I knew I definitely did not want to do the career in what I just studied for four years. So literally it was like, I had nothing. Um, And I was just begging God, like going crazy for direction. I was like, please, anything, literally just give me something. I have no idea what you want for me and I don't know what I want for me. And I found through the organization called Love Does, which Courtney mentioned, that there was a trip to Uganda. 
And I'd never left America. I hadn't really traveled much. I should say I thought I loved traveling. And I haven't really traveled. And I just thought it was such a good idea to kick it off going to Africa just alone. And so I applied, I signed up for the trip, and I'm on the way to Africa, and I'm in the Amsterdam airport, just once again, totally alone. I'm getting kind of nervous at this point. And I see this girl, and it's another over-eager white American in an international airport. So I'm like, she is going to Africa, like 100%. <laughs> so I go up to her, and it was Courtney. And we just hit it off, and we had the best couple weeks just getting to know God, getting to know the culture there, getting to know each other. And while it was such a life-changing trip, our friendship afterwards is what really has been life-changing. She has been so encouraging, so supportive, pushed me towards the truth, just anything you can want in a godly friendship. And I don't even think I've thanked you for this enough, but I, one of my dreams was to be a counselor therapist in London, England. And I just moved back to America from living in London. I got to do that. And I remember I was at another crossroads about a year and a half ago. And I called Courtney, and we were just catching up as we do every so often. And I just remember saying that, you know, like, this is my dream. I would love to do this, but I'm scared, and I don't think it's possible, and there's so many barriers. Like, it is not easy to just work in a foreign country. And I just remember her saying, like, God can do anything, you can do anything, like, go for it. So I was like, okay. So I tried to figure it out, and long story short, I ended up there and had the best experience and was wonderful, and I loved my time, but it just makes me think how powerful that friendship is and you know, all that she's done and how much God I've seen through that. Just how are we treated in heaven? Like, how will it truly feel to be fully known and fully loved? I just, I can't even imagine. Like, I feel like I have so many glimpses of it, but it's overwhelming, and that is how relationships should feel here on earth, and that is what you deserve to feel in relationships, and that is what God wants for us. But to back up a bit, let's talk about how we enter into those relationships in the first place. So y'all have heard so much on worth and identity so far, and at the cornerstone of entering into relationships, if you are just secure in your identity in Christ and confident in that, that is how you will then go seek out healthy, godly relationships, and those are the kind of relationships that you will attract also. So with that, let's just imagine for a minute that none of us are in Canada. We're in some faraway country where there is still a monarchy, and your father is the king, so you are royalty. Truly think of what that would be like if your father is the king of a country and you are royalty, and it's time for you to date. So I guess like, how, how old are you are now? Perfect. So you're exactly how you are now, but you're literally a princess. And you're living there and it's time for you to date and you are only seeking out the best and finest men in this whole country. There is no settling. You, you wouldn't even imagine, like if you don't get a text back off the roster, done. Like you do not have time to be entertaining people that aren't worth it. You wouldn't even imagine it because you know who you are and you know what your mission is. Because as the father of the king, if you're next in line, you need someone to rule a kingdom with. And that is such a serious calling. And you wouldn't even imagine partnering with anyone who would not want to run that race with you and who didn't respect that calling. So this man better bring you peace because you're going to have to go through so much together. And he better bring you joy. And he better be just as confident as he is in your relationship as he is in the mission that you are doing together. So not only in addition to the fact that you would never settle in this relationship, you're also not striving because you are not worried about being provided for. Because if your father is the king, what does the king have access to? 
literally everything, everything and everyone. So you're not worried about going out and seeking out someone for yourself and you're not worried about a timeline or your age because you just know that he's so good. And when it's the right time, it will be the right person for you. And you are so confident in that because of your identity. And the thing is, we know that as Christians. Like we know that our father is the king and we'll sit there and we'll sing it and we'll raise our hands in church and say, you know, you're the king of my heart, you're the king of my life. But then we go out in the week and we enter into relationships and we seek out relationships like we're paupers. Like we do not live out our identity always. We just, we forget that we are heirs to the throne. And Romans 8, 17 says, now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If we indeed share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. And that is beautiful, but sometimes when we live in that pauper mindset, it can look like many different things. It can look like saying yes to plans on a Friday night with a group of girls that you don't really fit in with and you don't really like and you don't really feel respected by, but it's much better than being alone. Or it can look like, I don't know, dating this guy from your class that barely takes you back, but when he compliments you like once every two weeks, it gets you really excited and you just wanna hang on to something, even though he doesn't share your faith, you don't feel fully respected by this person, but it's better than being alone. And that's what we kind of choose to enter into. It's literally, it is accepting crumbs when God is a seat for you at his table with a feast. It just, when you live in that mindset, you're robbing yourself from the life that he has for you in the palace. But the beautiful thing about the kingdom of God is you obviously do not actually have to be royalty. You do not have to look a certain way. You do not have to be from a certain family, make a certain amount of money. Nothing that you identify yourself with can ever separate you from the relationship with Christ and the relationships that he promises us to have with each other. But I know that it can feel that way sometimes. And we start believing lies. You know, we know the truth, but lies kind of seep in. And I just remember so many lies that I believed. And one big one is that there's kind of levels of Christianity and that certain blessings are saved for certain levels and certain relationships like beautiful friendships and a godly marriage that I wouldn't have access to that. So just a bit about me growing up, I did not come from a family, a family with a legacy of Christians. Like I did not grow up watching Veggie Tales. Do y'all watch VeggieTales? Okay, I was like, is that an American thing where we like have these little Christian vegetables? Um, so it's probably the same here, but in America, it's, you know, you're like joke, like you're VeggieTales fan, like you grew up in the church and praying and you knew it all. And I was not a VeggieTales kid. So I missed out, but I hope some of you are. Um, all that to say, you know, I just don't come from one of those families where, you know, my parents have prayed over me and my grandparents are involved in the church. And that wasn't it. That was not my story. And I really think that if some of my family members heard me worshiping or praying, they would literally think I was possessed. So that's where we're at. Um, and so when I started getting involved in, I guess, Christian culture and church, when my friend brought me to youth group, which is how I became a Christian, I started kind of comparing myself. And I would look at the girls leading worship and I'm like, oh my gosh, of course you're like beautiful and you can sing and you can play guitar and then you're dating that hot person and like, congratulations, like that's just not gonna be me. I'll just settle kind of for whatever I get. You know, it's fine. Like I'll get someone maybe, but I just, I really thought there was like these levels of Christianity and I am just so thankful that God has proven me wrong because there are not. And just because of that and all he's done in my life, it just... Actually, my biggest hope for you truly is that you realize that you never need to settle 
and that the relationships that you pick have just as much of an impact on your soul as they do for the kingdom of God as a whole. And one of my favorite quotes is that, I heard it in a sermon one time, and it is, getting into heaven is the lowest level of blessing that God has for your life. And by that I mean, heaven, of course, I mean, oh my gosh, nothing like it. But God has so much for us when we're here on earth. Like he didn't save you just so you can go to heaven and then live an average unfulfilled life on earth. He desires so much more for us and it is just so important to surround ourselves with people who are so committed truly to the line on earth as it is in heaven. So let's think of an analogy, okay? We're gonna pretend we're on vacation. We'll think of it like swimming. So you go on vacation for a week with your family and say you're near a beach, but there's also kind of like a pool area. So you can spend the entire week in the kiddie pool and that's fine. You know, it's refreshing, it feels kind of good, but there's nothing new and exciting there. You know, there's the same like three little water flippy things, maybe a slide, the same five kids that you'll see. Maybe someone will like pee and that'll be exciting, but like it's essentially like, it's gonna be the same thing every day. There's gonna be nothing new, nothing exciting. It'll feel good, it'll be comfortable, but that's kind of it. Or you could jump in the ocean and that is a thousand times scarier because you can't see where you're going, you don't know what's under, you don't know what's ahead of you, but you are just putting yourself in a position to experience so much awe and wonder. Like you are not gonna see a dolphin jump over your head in the kiddie pool. You're just not. You're gonna experience a totally different life if you're brave enough to jump in the ocean. So just find people that will jump in the ocean with you and not stay in the kiddie pool because you get to pick the depth of life that you enter into. You can just say you're a Christian to get into heaven. You can just get married to have a husband. You don't have to have deep, fulfilling relationships. But if you choose to go deeper with people, God will just transform your life. And a quick segue, this is a very counselor thing for me to say, but I believe in all of this so much, but I wanna recognize that for some people, it might feel so scary to enter into those kind of relationships because it's not so easy, because I've seen so many people that it's whether it's abuse or abandonment or bullying, or people just go through the hardest things. And if so, that if it's your story, and if it's scarier for you to enter into relationships because you've been through so much and you don't wanna let people in and you've been so hurt or abandoned or left there, that is not God. And that was never your fault. And there is so much hope for you. And I've worked with so many people who have been in the craziest circumstances and then through the love of God and relationships are completely redeemed and have the strongest friendship. So I just wanted to say that you're so seen wherever you are, but pick the people who will jump into the deep end with you. And I wanted to talk about a Bible story that kind of reflects these themes so far. And so we're gonna be talking about Ruth and Boaz. And since a lot of you are like veggie tale people, I'm assuming you like know about this, but to give a recap, there was a woman named Naomi, we are, we are in Bethlehem here. A woman named Naomi, she is married and has two sons. Famine, they move, new land. Naomi married, two sons also get married. Long story short, we're gonna kind of skip to the end, but Naomi's husband dies and her sons die. So it's Naomi and her daughter-in-laws, one of them being Ruth. So they're abandoned, I'm sure you're aware at this time, like if you did not have a man, you were not provided for, they had nothing. So Naomi says to her daughter-in-laws, you know, just leave me. Like, it will be better for you. Just go find other people to marry. And the, uh, one of the daughter-in-laws leaves, but the other daughter, Ruth, says, no, 
Like, I'm not leaving you. You know, where you go, I'll go. Your people are my people. Your God is my God. And so Ruth goes back with Naomi to Bethlehem. So it's just the two of them. They have nothing. They don't have money, no one to provide for. And so Ruth takes it upon herself to be loyal to her mother-in-law, to work hard. So she's picking in a field. She's harvesting things for her family, barley, and just to feed them so they can survive. And so the field happens to be owned by a man named Boaz. And so he sees her. And once again, we're really summarizing this, but they end up getting married. And so if you look at the beginning of Ruth, and then if you look at the end of Ruth, it is wild, the redemption. I mean, she went from the darkness of, I have, I have nothing, I don't have money, I don't have a husband, I don't have a father-in-law, to I have a family, I have a baby, I have food. And God has just redeemed it so much in that story, and it's such a reflection of the way he redeems us, that he provides when it seems impossible. Because obviously, I'm not telling you to go find someone to feed you. You know, it just definitely looks different than physical provision these days, but... It's just the idea that when you feel hopeless and you feel like there is no way I would ever have that, that God through relationships can heal us and give us the blessings that we thought were never possible for us. But for him, he's working a million miracles behind the scene. You might see one thing, but he's doing a million miracles behind the scenes to fight for you and for your life. And so it reminds me, I remember that, I touched on this a bit, but Growing up, I had so many big dreams. Like I wanted healthy relationships. I wanted certain jobs. I was so scared to say it because I thought that that could not be for me. There's no way that would ever happen in my life. And so I had the label of a Christian, but I wasn't operating at all. Like God actually changed my heart. And I had friendships that weren't fulfilling. I remember I went home from university the first year and I would just lay in bed and cry because I thought that there was something wrong with me. Like why can I not to connect with these girls? what is wrong with me, God? Like, why am I not connecting with these people? And then I entered into a serious dating relationship and that wasn't super healthy either. We were not honoring God. We weren't pushing each other towards Christ. And all of these little broken relationships started adding up and just chipping away at my soul. And I felt so empty and I was so scared to be alone. But I just, one day I was like crying out to God and I said, you have to take this from me. Like, if this is not your will to be in this relationship, you have to take it from me. I don't even care anymore. I'm, I'm so scared, but I, I can't feel like this anymore. And he did, and it was really painful and awful, but he redeemed it in so many ways. And I ended up having to transfer schools, and it felt like my entire life was starting over. But he gave me the best community, the best friends. He gave me peace that I never had. And it was because I truly had to trust him with my relationships here on earth and that they reflected his kingdom. And they weren't just based out of my fears and insecurities, but of my hope and who he was. And there was a time a few years later past that, that I was, I was living abroad and I was sitting at a restaurant in Italy with a new friend that I met who was also living abroad. And we were just sharing our experiences and she found out I was a Christian and she asked me and she said, how what is that even like? Like, What do you believe about heaven? What do you believe about God? And I lit up. It was like the best moment of my life. I just will never forget the feeling of being like, I am living in a foreign country and I'm eating gelato and I'm talking about my faith and I'm making new friends. And it just felt like I just could cry thinking about it. It was everything I dreamed of that God was so kind and gave to me. And I thought that, you know, you could have missed this. Like I could have missed that if I stayed in that relationship that wasn't healthy for me, I would have stayed with him. I wouldn't have gone and moved abroad. If I didn't pursue Christ-centered friendships, I wouldn't have had the girls to 
give me the courage to go and pray for me and champion me. And, and those women are still my best friends to this day. Just if you, oh my gosh, just if you let yourself be in awe of God, my biggest prayer is that you just, that you seek out friendships, that you seek out friendships that leave you in awe of the goodness of God because he loves you and that is what he has for you and it is life-changing and that is what you are all deserving and worthy of. Thank you so much for letting me be with you today. You are wonderful. And come say hey after because I want to meet you guys. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. If you loved what you heard and what God is up to here at She Wears Worth, make sure to follow along at She Wears Worth on all social media platforms and visit our website. Also, it would mean the world to us if you could subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening, share it with a friend or two, and leave a comment. Doing so helps get this podcast and its message into more hands. And we need your help to spread worthiness around. Thanks so much, y'all. Have a great week.